This is the Marketing for Learning podcast, the only podcast in the world committed to enabling and empowering the capabilities of L&D through marketing. It's quite possibly the best podcast you'll ever listen to today. Hello, Marketing for Learning friendos. Oh my gosh, it has been a really long time since you've heard my voice. I am so sorry that I've been AWOL. Han's obviously been doing the uh, Masterclass mini-series, and we've just been quite busy with, well, you know, poorly children and learning live and the such like. So please excuse my absence, but I am back with a bang. And today I want to talk about something that's been kind of bouncing around my brain since I went to Learning Live a couple of weeks ago now. Obviously, main headliner, the big draw of the show, uh, barring the pineapple-laden mass stand, was Stephen Bartlett. So many people were super, super excited to hear him speak. I'm a big fan of the Diary of a CEO podcast, and I, I really, really like Stephen's approach to interviewing, and I think something that I always take away is how honest and authentic he is as a person. So I was very intrigued to see what he would be like in the flesh. And he didn't disappoint. He was such a human person. And I kind of wanted to talk about that because whilst I think that's probably a, a major quality of Stevens, I don't think it's unintentional either. So let me let me give you some backdrop. Ed Monk and Stephen Bartlett come on stage, they sit down, they have a chat. What's the first thing that Ed asks Stephen? How are you doing today? Pretty standard question. Most people reply with a pretty standard response. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, not too bad, thanks. All's good, whatever. Stephen did not reply like that. Do you know what he said? Well, I can't quote it verbatim, but he said, I'm good, but there's a few things that aren't quite right in my life right now. You know, I was up until one o'clock last night exercising on my Peloton and I feel like I'm neglecting my girlfriend and, you know, I feel really good, but there's areas of my life that I feel are not quite exactly how I want them to be. And you saw the audience lean forward and lean into Stephen. And it really got me thinking about the value of authenticity, humanity, and the role that that plays in building trust. Because like I said, I expect this is a quality of Stevens, but he has learned to harness it because by being open and honest and sharing a part of himself, he knows that it helps him connect with his audiences. He knows that by giving a piece of himself, There's a deeper resonance with those who are listening. And I wanted to dig into that in terms of what that means for marketing for learning. In L&D, we talk an awful lot about our learners needing psychological safety. They need to feel safe in order to speak up to feel heard, to feel part of the organization, to even learn. They need to feel safe to fail. They need to know that any risks that they're going to take are not going to have negative impacts. So is that the same as them trusting you as a learning function? I'm not sure that it is, to be honest, because 
when I've gone down a bit of a wormhole with the kind of psychology of trust and, you know, what really kind of gets people to trust, I found a really cool thing called the pyramid of trust. And funnily enough, one of the one of the pyramid pieces is Stephen's shared sense of vulnerability, giving a part of yourself, being open and honest, giving parts of yourself so that people connect with you. Other elements of that pyramid, though, are a faith in competence and a mutual concern. So let's think about faith in competence. If we're trying to get our people to undertake learning experiences, and maybe they have a bad attitude towards learning in your organization for whatever reason, how on earth are we going to shift their perceptions and change their attitudes towards learning. At the moment, their faith in your competence as a learning function is low. That means that they don't trust you. And that means that they are not going to transact with you. They are not going to give you their time because they do not have faith in your competence. That's not an insult to say that you're incompetent in the learning function. But what it does mean is that We need to understand that in order for us to actually get that transaction from our learners on a consistent basis, i.e. building habits with learning, we need to consider how we can actually build trust with our audiences. Now, I'm going to say marketing, obviously, because I really think it's probably the primary place where influence happens and where mindsets are shifted. So... What can we actually do to build faith in our competencies? I have a couple of ideas. Number one, do not assume that your learners want to learn. If you are undertaking any level of comms in your organization, you need to understand that most of your learner cohort are not hyper engaged with learning so if you're operating on the proviso that they want to learn we're going to push this content to them and there's no attempt to influence there's no attempt to showcase your faith and competence there's no attempts to share a sense of vulnerability give them that psychological safety then then they're absolutely not going to engage so make sure that you have that in your mind my people don't necessarily want to learn. It's my role as an L&D professional to influence and persuade them that they should want to learn because of X, Y, and Z. Number two, and I say this all the time, if we want to build trust with people, we cannot overpromise and underdeliver. We must make sure that our communications are completely commensurate with our learning experiences. That means if you have dusty old dank LMSs and rubbish e-learning, then you need to be real about what that means. And actually, maybe you should work on getting that experience right before you even do marketing because you run the risk if you start doing some sort of marketing for learning campaign of disengaging audiences further and actually completely chipping away at any element of faith and competence that they ever had. They're not going to trust you. 
ever again. If you go in, this is going to be the most amazing learning experience you've ever had. And then they get there and it's not. And so I think I would urge you to have an honest conversation with yourself and with your team about what the quality of your learning is actually like. I was having a conversation with a client this morning, actually, on a kickoff. and I asked this exact question, like, in your mind, what's the quality of your learning actually like? Like, if you're a learner, what's that experience actually like? Because if you understand that, then then the way that you pitch it, the messaging, everything will shift, right? It's, you know, it's the difference of Coca-Cola versus Rola-Cola from Aldi. You know, Aldi's messaging will be like, you know, same great taste half the cost or you know doesn't taste the same but is cheaper I guarantee they haven't gone to market with that message by the way (laughs) you get the point whereas you know coca-cola can you know there's only one coke whatever so I guess what I'm trying to say is get real with the landscape that you exist in because you can't build trust with people if they're not confident in your capabilities and they don't have faith in your competence. Number three is more about the Stephen Bartlett message. So, you know, the fact that he gave a part of himself is so interesting to me because people don't do it. So like, first of all, he kind of like broke a social norm by by being so honest, like, oh my God, this multimillionaire who's a dragon on TV has told us that he's having problems with his girlfriend, like bloody hell. You know, people don't do that. People aren't honest like that, which is a shame in my opinion, but that's the reason the audience, it was palpable. You could feel the pregnant pause of, you know, people genuinely being like, oh my God, he's just like me. He still has problems. Well, of course he does. He's still a human, but we don't think that way when we kind of put these people on a pedestal. So if we're going to take a lesson from Stephen Bartlett's tactic, and it is a tactic, let's be clear, that was absolutely intentional. And I mentioned it to someone and they said it was an an interview tactic that he actually learned from someone who he interviewed on the diary of a CEO. So this is an intentional thing to get a positive psychological effect from his audience. So what can we do as L&D professionals? What, What part of us can we give away? Well, I think a little bit more honesty would go a really long way. You know, I mean, look, let's talk about compliance here. So nobody wants to do it. It just is, you know, you've heard my thoughts that it should move to operations and and not really be part of learning because it is more of a operational need of the business rather than a learning need. But, you know, I'll I'll save that um, for another rant. But we need to be more honest with people. Like, I mean, God, I would love to do a campaign that's like compliance, meh, but you just got to do it. Like almost like an acknowledgement, like we know this is a bit shit, but you know, it's just part of working here. That's not learning, you know, that's compliance. And and I think if we were willing to have more honest conversations with our audiences like that, it would 100% build trust because it, we're, we're giving something of ourselves away. We're actually being quite honest and reflective and saying, you know what, that's not very great and we're working on it, you know, instead of trying to kind of say, well, everything's great and, you know, you don't need to worry about a a single thing. We don't want our audience to feel guarded. We don't want them to feel wary of engaging with learning as a whole. Because really, you know, ultimately, we need our people to trust not only our learning department, but the organization overall, you know, one of the 
talks that I attended at Learning Live was talking all about the employer value proposition, the EVP. It's come up a few times in client conversations too. A lot of organizations are starting to genuinely reflect on the value proposition that they offer to their employees and how that's communicated. And again, if we if we haven't got trust in our employees, they we're going to have major cultural issues of which learning is one function that will suffer. You know, I found some really interesting stats. If you, employees at high trust companies, so companies that have a high level of trust, they, employees experience 40% less burnout, have 50% higher productivity, experience 74% less stress, and have apparently 106% more energy at work. It's a very strange statistic. You get what I mean, nevertheless. And I think ultimately, the reason I'm talking to you about this is I think we assume that the trust is implicit. You know, well, well, we work for the organization, so people are obviously going to believe that we're a value and, and, you know, that this is worthwhile. And, like, you know, most clients I speak to, you know, go on about, well, we should position it as, like, progress your career and, you know, build your own value. And I just don't, I don't know that that really, like, creates a lot of resonance with people you know I think we need to really get down to baseline foundational intrinsic and extrinsic motivators of people to to deeply understand how we can build trust with them but we shouldn't assume that they trust us we shouldn't assume that they already believe that what we offer is of value we need to prove to them that they can be confident in what we're delivering, that they are able to give us their time, that we're credible and we're worthwhile and a valuable investment in their time, if nothing else. You know, I haven't had one client say to me, oh yeah, our employees are you know not busy at all and they have loads of time. Everybody says their employees are incredibly busy and don't have time for learning. The first step in encouraging them to make time for learning is ensuring that they trust your L&D function, that they are able to have faith in your competence, that you have a shared sense of vulnerability, that you've given them something, that you're connected, and that you have a mutual concern, i.e. progressing the business, progressing them, their welfare, their health and safety, whatever it might be, getting them more money, whatever their motivators are, that mutual concern piece should actually be kind of your campaign hooks. You know, that that's what unifies you. That's what unites your messaging with your learners. So in summary, we want to take a lesson from Stephen Bartlett. We want to connect with audiences on a more fundamental level. We must build trust with them. That doesn't mean we tell our learners about our relationship failures or our challenges at home with our children, but it does mean that we need to be more authentic, human, and candid with them so that we can start to build trust, solidify the sentiments of psychological safety, encourage failure, and this is the stuff that really starts to change cultures. Thanks for listening to me today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We will be back again soon and 
just wanted to also let you know that we are looking for the next cohort of marketing masters too. Uh, Next course kicks off on November 8th. It's a six-week course, as Hannah has already alluded to on the mini masterclass. It's an incredible course. We've had some amazing feedback. So if you want to build on what you're learning here, very closely with Hannah and I and a group of like-minded L&D professionals, give me a shout. I'll put the link in the show notes too. See you soon. Love you. Bye.